Hello, welcome to the A to the K Wrestling Show. As always, I am Carl, joined by Anthony. And as always, we're going to throw it over to Road Dog to kick us off with A to the K's little known fact of the week. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, yes. Our guest this week, everybody, the one and only Jacques Rougeau, is joining us, who you may know as the Mountie, former Intercontinental Champion, uh, you know, even though his reign lasted just two days. However, did you know? Still counts. But did you know there are four people who have held the title just one day and three who haven't even held it for a full 24 hours, Anthony? So let me tell you who them people are. Firstly, okay. Triple H. Okay. Now, this one's a technicality, but he faced Kane in a unification match um, with the World Heavyweight title on the line. Um, and so, briefly, the title was disbanded because in the unification match, they became the world title. Um, next, That's a Chris, thing to do. Well, yeah, of course. Um, next, Chris Jericho. Um, he won it from Rob Van Dam on Raw and then ended up losing it to him again the same night, a while later, in a steel cage. Um, I think it was around about half an hour, an hour later, something like that. But the shortest Intercontinental title reign, Anthony, is the one and only Dean Douglas. Um, his lasted just 15 minutes. So he won the title via forfeit after Shawn Michaels was legitimately beat up by some Marines in a nightclub um, and it meant he couldn't actually defend the belt. Sounds like a very Shawn um, thing. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, it was awarded to Dean Douglas and then he lost it 15 minutes later to Razor Ramon, who came out and challenged him um, since Shawn couldn't be there. Um, Fascinating. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'd feel bad for this, but I was expecting Zack Ryder's name to crop up at some point during this, <laughs> but evidently not. Yeah, it's surprising actually, really, isn't it? I think he had it, because um, obviously he won it at the Mania, and then I'm pretty sure he lost it on... Um, it's the following Monday, I guess. The following so Monday, but it must have been over 24 hours, like. just over 24 hours. But um, yeah. yeah, the more you know. So that was eight of the K's little known fact of the week, and here's Road Dog again to play us out from this segment. Oh, you didn't know! Oh, yeah. So, Anthony... Do you want to tell us a couple of highlights from WWE this week? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I kid. Uh, firstly, am I in frame, Carl? Let's do this professionally. Um, a little bit lower. Hang on. A little bit lower. A little bit lower. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm kidding. Can... Up slightly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine now. Yeah, that's it. That's good. Okay. You're good. You're good. Professional. Right, so, Carl, let's kick the highlights off, shall we, with the Kevin Owens show. With Seth Rollins, obviously. Um, you know what? I actually love that he called out the, the bullshit of why some of them are automatically in the match and some of them have to qualify. Because yep. it's an issue I think you and I have always had. And again, I know people like to be like, it's, it, you know, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's, it still should it, it, like make sense in its own universe. That's all I ever want, right? If you're going to make something exist in kayfabe, then it exists for everyone. So I'm kind of glad they pointed that out. Um, and yeah, so... I'm, yeah, I'm going to call that one a highlight, I think, Carl. I don't know what you thought of it. Um, and honestly, what you think of the um, the setup for Chamber, as it is so far, anyway? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, so, obviously, yeah, I completely agree in terms of how they kind of called out the bullshit. Um, like, Kevin Owens is fantastic with stuff like that. He's always involved in these kind of segments where he just doesn't let stuff fly. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, you know, I, I've got to qualify, but... Apparently you don't, uh, you know, why Why was that again? Um, which is what we're all thinking, so it's nice that it's out there. But you can tell that, you know, they're super best friends at the minute, aren't they? But it's of course. it's not going to end that way. It never does, does it? So, um, I love that they're both kind of similar in that sense. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they, they, you both wouldn't trust each other even mm. when you're mates. Do you know what I mean? They're very similar heels in that way, which is yeah. nice. I like yeah, definitely. Um so it's, it is an interesting one. I think um, whether we'll see that at WrestleMania, I don't know. Obviously, we've spoken about it before. Um, and obviously, it wouldn't be ideal since we've seen it at Mania honestly, before. Um, these two are always an enjoyable match. So I wouldn't. this wouldn't be my biggest complaint if it happened. But it would be part of a whole ball of complaint about Mania because Mania so far is just a load of reruns. Um, so to add this in the mix, that would be another sort of nail in that coffin I suppose but that being said it'd probably be one of the better matches of the night because they do bring it when they have a match together 
Well, this is true. I think um, when they had the match as well, I don't think fans were there, were they? Um, so it might be nice them to true. have the match in front of fans. But yeah, it is, you know, WrestleMania replay at this point. Um, so we'll see how it all goes. But I agree, good segment. Um, what I also enjoyed was the follow-up to that segment. So we got Kevin Owens um, taking on Austin Theory. Um, and do you know I'm what? I'm surprised at the finish, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, me too, to be fair. Um, but... You know, ultimately, I think um, we've spoken, I think we listed Austin Theory as a potential future world champ, and I think he's just getting better and better each week now. Obviously, in theory. The stu- <laughs> in theory. Now, the stuff he's been doing with Vince, eh, isn't amazing, but at the same time, he's working with the owner of the bloody company, so yeah, you're not gonna it's say not no. a bad place to be. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, he showed like he could belong kind of up there with the likes of Kevin Owens and stuff like that, and chemistry was fantastic, some really cool stuff that they did in there. I loved the, the spot with the steel steps and stuff like that. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it really elevated Austin Theory to me, which I think is obviously a positive thing. Um, but yeah. Um, so, got, I mean, in terms of the outcome then, tell me yeah. more. Tell me what your thoughts are. Uh, to be honest, just simply that, like, given the, the status he seems to be getting or the build he seems to be getting, it, to my mind, it would have made more sense for Theory to take the win. Mm. So I was quite surprised that Owens took the win. Um, just because it just seems like that's a good way of pushing theory. Yeah. But I, I get, I'm not really bothered either way in some respects, but it just, I was surprised that WWE made that decision. Yeah. Um, me too, to be fair, considering some of the other names in the chamber, um, you would think Austin theory would have been in there ahead of maybe a couple of them based on how he's been booked. But I think yeah. ultimately they're probably going to set up something with Kevin Owens, um, and Seth perhaps in the chamber, um, so yeah. maybe that's how it's all going yeah, to fall. Um, and at this point, this is where I'm not like I'm surprised, but I'm not overly bothered because at this point, theory's green enough that it doesn't bother him. And Owens is sort of well, he took the win, but if he'd have took the loss, it wouldn't have really hurt either. And there's no outcome that would have been too bad in any case. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it works. It all works. Indeed. So yeah, highlight from me. Fair play. So the next one, Carl. And uh, treading some really old ground that we mentioned a while back, I'm going to give a shout out to Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to give a shout out is because lately I think it's further cementing this um, comparison that we've previously made and made a couple of times, I believe, um, to Kurt Angle. Um, yeah. And he seems to definitely be going more down the Kurt Angle route. Um, like, he, just do you not think he's actually becoming quite a good character? Like, I, I don't know what it is. Have they suddenly given screen time? Or is he letting him go a bit more off the cuff? Or has he just got better writers? I honestly don't know. Even <laughs> things, even things as daft as the whole shoosh thing is getting over. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, you know what I mean? He's just, um, he's working, he's working the crowd really well. He's, I, I don't know, I, I'm really enjoying uh, him and Otis as a tag team, which I was very apprehensive about initially, but I, like for a long time now, they've been a quietly decent tag team and now they're getting some, some screen time and some attention. But, um, if he can transition into a face at some point now, uh, I reckon it'll be again. It's, it could be he could be a lot like Kurt Angle in his heyday, really. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, it's so similar to me, like his kind of um, trajectory. You know, if you discount all the um, shorty G shit and stuff like that, like where he is yeah. now, kind of coming out there is like, you know, oh, I've um, you know got a, a four point GPA and I've been in the Olympics and all that. That's exactly what Kurt Angle was doing when he joined. He was like. Um, Yes, you know, I am a gold medalist, which makes me better than you, and it's all that kind of thing. Which, um, mm. But he started kind of cutting his teeth in some of these comedy skits and, and things. Yeah, and exactly, yeah. It's It's exactly the route which Gable's going, and I think he's doing so good with it, as you say, the shoosh thing and stuff like that, which is, is getting over, but it's just the silliness of it, and he's embracing it. And I remember when Kurt Angle got inducted in the Hall of Fame, that's what he kind of called out the talent and said, like, don't be afraid to just be a goofball and do stuff that's out of your comfort zone that makes you look a bit silly. Um, it's crazy and I'm so glad that Kurt says stuff like that because without it and this is no disrespect to Kurt he'd have still been a great wrestler but without it he probably would never have been half the character he was as far as like especially like us teenagers and he's there having rap battles with John Cena and stuff like he wasn't afraid to just have a laugh with it and um, that's what makes that's the shit you remember that's what makes you endeared to him doesn't it Exactly. Um, so yeah, you know, no matter how silly it is, him riding on a scooter and these challenges and stuff like that, the way he's going about it, um, yeah, completely agree. He's a he's a 
a bright spot on a very kind of mundane <laughs> mundane night raw, if you will. Um, so the next one to talk about. Um, I know you're not the biggest fan of Rey Mysterio, really. Um, I, I suppose that maybe that's not fair to say. I think you, you main gripe came with him in the world title scene, but um, I think just having a match between two people of, of the, the caliber of AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. Just it, you know, just as a throwaway match on Raw is something we need to see more of. It's it's a mm. pairing that you know I don't even remember seeing in the, the WWE before, um, and it's two guys who are immensely talented and just going out there to put on a great match. And it's like, well, why here's, not do that? Here's the thing, right? It's it, I'm glad that you point out that my issue was with Ray in the the main title scene because it's people like AJ who don't make that unrealistic. Mm. If Ray had been in the main title picture against AJ that wouldn't have felt unrealistic yeah it's the it's the constant David and Goliath stories that they love to tell back in Ray's day when there was a, a they do you had like Kane and Big Show and Batista and but a lot of big big fellas it just always seems super unrealistic and you know we've got to a point now that you're having people like like um obviously on, on the NXT side we had Adam Cole for a time AJ and so on like that. And don't be wrong, Ray is still smaller than these guys, but not like by a massive, massive chalk, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so if he'd have gone up against AJ, I know that's impossible, like from back in the day, but if he'd have gone up against AJ, I probably wouldn't have even had a gripe about the world title scene. Yeah. I it, mean, it, it wouldn't have been that that odd, but it, every match, the, well, that's it. I don't want to say every, because I'm sure some of them smart also point out certain ones, but <laughs> most matches he was in, it was just odd, odd matching. Yeah. And it's like, well, how is he not going to squash him? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think um, way back then it was very rare. You know, you had the likes of Guerrero and Benoit and stuff who were kind of getting that level of um, notoriety uh, almost, you know, being pushed towards the title scene. So, you know, for Rey Mysterio, it always did feel like a David and Goliath story because the champions at the time were always the biggest and baddest guys. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I just think it's, it's so refreshing for an episode of WWE, you know, Monday Night Raw to see just a match that goes on that's just to be a really good solid match with two really good wrestlers um yeah. it's the kind, of, the kind of thing we praise AEW for all the time and it's like just something which has almost become a rarity now in wwe and i know we've joked it's not it's not a wrestling company anymore but it's like <laughs> it's nice to see some wrestling sometimes yeah. i think the trouble is like wwe the they've got a pay-per-view every month sometimes more than that correct me if i'm wrong um and it's like they try and keep things stacked for that, so we don't get to see much really on on the ways of weekly TV. So and that's me trying to defend WWE's position compared to AEW because we do compliment AEW for that a lot. But AEW have much less pay per views, yeah. so you have to give you have to give some of these matches away on on a normal weekly card. What else do you do? True. Um, whereas WWE are almost spoiled by the amount of pay per views they've got. But the we need more stuff like this, like you say, just the the odd match like this. Where you get some good quality like wrestling, and um, you, you know it's it's something like because otherwise it's just well, a lot of goofball segments and people you don't really give a shit about in it really. Yeah, and you know, just the fact that this didn't feel like a, another rematch, it just yeah. felt different. Yeah, like we haven't seen it, so it's like yeah, so big highlight from me. Uh, really enjoyed it. We need what we need on this show is like a local like. Um, apologies for the term. I'm sure there's a better term like a nerd in the corner. Who like when we say like oh yeah it's, you know it's 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 a match we've not seen before that they can be like well actually <laughs> just that guy in the corner I want that guy okay just just a thought we'll make it happen I want Carl okay we'll find that guy we need a wrestling nerd <laughs> we do a wrestling historian yes mm. okay cool uh, right my one Carl sorry slight tangent. Uh, last highlight I believe um, I'm interested to know how you feel about this I think this is the best of the scenarios we've now been presented with after the Rumble uh, that's Lita challenging Becky at the Elimination Chamber and I'm like you know what yeah like we've got Ronda sort of pushing towards Charlotte for Mania we need to sort of set some things and I'm not saying we're going to get Lita Becky at Mania but we need to set some things up for Becky. And right now, after the Dewdrops stuff, it's just kind of like, well, what do you do with that? Um, and Lisa's a ledge, so I'm all for this match. I'm all for this pairing. Um, I, well, I was going to say, I don't think we've seen this before. We definitely haven't seen this before. Nope. They haven't really shared a ring ever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. It'd be interesting to see. I don't know what you thought of Lisa in the Rumble. It's hard to get a good picture of 
somebody in that sort of match, but um, I think she can still go in the ring as well, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, actually. I mean, she's definitely not in, you know, tip-top shape because, you know, she's been out the ring for so, so long, so um, I'm not expecting, like, an instant classic or anything like that, but I think, um, you know, when she came back, a lot of people were like, oh, she must be winning the Rumble then because he wouldn't give her all this time on SmackDown, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, she's not winning the Rumble, so I think she, it is just a one and done. Um, so the fact she has now come back after not winning the Rumble um, for another program, I think is it's awesome, isn't it? Like, like we, we speak about this all the time. Like how many times you see, you know, older dudes come back, and it's like, okay, yeah, let's slot them back in. Never happens in the women's division. So why I think not? It's funny, yeah, because you say that like um, everyone's like, oh, she's winning the Rumble then, because why would they give her that much screen time? That's the mentality they have with women. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not, I'm not getting at the, the fans. I'm getting at WWE because that's how WWE have got you thinking. Whereas like. Goldberg can walk out in his like what late fifties at this point, and everyone be like, "And we don't know how long he's gonna be around." He just keeps appearing when he wants. Yeah, and it's totally fine. It's totally fine. But um, yeah, you see Lita for more than one week, and it's like, hang on, what's going on here? Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's, up, is it? I mean, it's well documented that um, Lita was, um, you know, one of Becky's idols growing up and stuff like that. So I think. The story think, kind of uh, writes itself, doesn't it? So yeah, I mean, we all we'd all love that opportunity to beat up our idol. Certainly, certainly would. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> agreed. Good, um, good highlight. Um, Thanks, man. Do you want to take us over to the O'Shite, Anthony? Oh, I guess. One or two for now, Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, right. So. Um, Again, this is just the the way they book things being complained about again. Apologies, guys. A little bit broken record, but I'm sure you have to agree with me, Carl. Brock slash Bobby um, for Chamber. Adam Pearce just like, oh, it's official, and making matches on the fly like that. It's just like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Again, like, uh, I don't know. There's so much confusion about, again, how it works in their own universe for book and shit. It just bugs me. Yeah. I've I've had a massive gripe with um the authority figure stuff in WWE for the longest time. And I think that they're now doing this thing with Adam Pierce and Sonny Deville where they're both kind of co doing it, but you know, no one really knows what power they have, if any. because um, one minute they can't make any matches because they have to go through other people like Vince or whatever. Then the next minute they're making stuff on the fly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I just I don't know. It, yeah. it it really bugs me. Um, to be honest with you, it it proper sours me every but time. They, I have always I see been up and down on this all the time, especially with Adam Pearce. I don't know if you remember a while back when um, I can't even remember who Kevin Owens was. Kevin Owens was really after. I think it might have been when he was feuding with Sami Zayn, and he was just trying to get Adam to book the match. And Adam was like, "Oh, I can't I can't?" And he was playing all that thing yeah. again. It's like, why? Yeah. Why can't you? What are you here for? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's what I mean. It's it's the whole inconsistency like piece. It's like sometimes he's on his own, sometimes it's just Sonya, sometimes it's together, sometimes Sonya makes stuff and Adam Pierce follows and it's just yeah. And uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We don't need to go back to the old attitude era authority figures. That's that's well overplayed, that's fine. What we need is a regal. And we don't even have regal now. What we need is a regal, a guy who's just there to come out when they need someone to be the, the decision maker or the guy who booked the match. That's all we need. Yeah, we, we need someone who can come out and scream war games and go away again. And it That's, all all we need. That's all we need. That is all we need. Um, I mean, the, that the being fun- said, his new t-shirts, badass. Actually badass. Pro wrestling tees, support, fucking legend that is William Regal. Uh, go and do it now. Well, not now. Finish this first, but do it after you've after you've watched this. Well, while you're on pro wrestling tees. Yeah, um, you know, just have, have a look, see, see what else is there, you know. Maybe, uh, okay, maybe anyway. pick up some tees from your boys, that's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> from your boys but yeah um, the whole thing but the whole thing bugs me it's like yeah either do like the regal approach or just do the AW approach and just we know that someone in the back even after P Vince why the fuck not we know someone in the back is there making matches um, and just announced that a match has been signed or made why is it why bring them on screen at all to be there as a character that doesn't really need to happen um, but yeah more bullshit um, shit. Speaking of bullshit, um, now I haven't watched Raw this week. Um, obviously, this is looking back from the previous one. Um, but I'm going to eat me hat, Anthony, if I'm wrong with this. Um, so I might have to go and get a hat. But I feel like they finally ended the feud now. 
um, with Nikki and, and Rhea Ripley after just this one match. Like, oh. it wasn't like an an intense kind of blow off to a feud or anything like that. It just literally felt like a random match. But it just, at the same time, it just kind of felt done. That's the kind of vibe I got from it. It was just like, okay, I guess these two are still angry with each other. Okay, Rhea Ripley's one now. That's probably yeah. it then. Their entire journey together has been, it's felt very much like, we have no idea what we want to do with this. Yeah. Like, let's just see what happens. And that seems to be how their tag run went, how their feud went. And it's like, it feels done because I honestly, at this point, I don't know what WWE ever wanted from it. No. Um, if they carry it on, I wouldn't even be surprised. Like, well, it feels done. But I don't think that they even planned anything to come from it. I think it was probably just a, yeah, all right then. We'll give you some time, I guess. We've got three hours to fill. Why not? Um, maybe this week... I don't know, why don't you turn heel this week? But I'm dressed like a fucking multicoloured cartoon character. Yeah, you'll make it work. But I'm 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 dressed a like shame, a like, you know, big bad goth lady. Yeah, it's cool. Rhea, be good. Rhea never really went into it, the gimmick, did she? No. You look at Hurricane, right? Hurricane had Mighty Molly. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, Rosie. Yeah. And both of them went into the gimmick. They were like, fuck it, yeah, let's do this. Rhea's like, nah man. Too yeah. goth for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, didn't even so, wear a cape they just wore a black cape exactly you know could have done something could have done something to make it a bit more fun you know try and try and lean into it but no and and th- that's the problem with not even the women's tag division not that there is one but just with the tag division in general WWE, it's that they don't have to even they could just be two random people off the streets and be like oh you're a tag team now there's nothing there there's no synergy there's no there's nothing that makes them a team so I agree yeah We'll probably get a bit of fire. People are like, you shouldn't make Rhea a superhero. That's a stupid idea. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> well, you could argue making Nikki a superhero wasn't the best of ideas either, but, you know. There's always a place for a superhero. Hurricane proved that. It's true. It's true. It's true. So, Carl, again, I'm interested in all your thoughts because this, this um, my next one, it affects your bay, if I'm honest with you. Um, it's Alexa Bliss, I'm afraid. It's uh, the fact that, that Lily is apparently back. And Lily is my bae in this, of course. Of course, that's yeah. what I meant, right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. This is another example of I don't think they know where they're going with this. I read somewhere that they fill they film nine different vignettes of this nine, Anthony. Wow. Um, so I feel like this is going to be going on for a long time, but we'll get on to this. I used to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We'll, We'll get onto this in a minute um, as well when we talk about Drew. But I just think when you when you do something to a character and it doesn't work out super great, and then something happens where they take a bit of time off or they have an injury or whatever, then they yeah. finally come back. Why not hit the reset button then? Like yeah. why why just yeah, pick up where you've left off when things aren't great? And don't get me wrong. I know Lily is a big seller on WWE Shop, and some people love it and all that. Cool, get it, merch reasons, but it's not working, and they don't know where they're going with it. Um, That's the thing. I'm I'm all for selling merch, but they just don't know where to go with this now. No, and it's like I know uh, you know Alexa came out herself and said, didn't she? Like, um, you know, you've got to kind of um, see where it goes and give it time and stuff like that, but. I don't know. I think over the over the time we've given to WWE over the years, there's no faith that it's going to go anywhere. Well, so, here's my mentality: if I was a female wrestler in WWE now, right, and Alexa even tried to come out and challenge me for anything, I'd be like, if I rip that doll up, she'll disappear for like months. <laughs> like, because that's what that's what's happened, isn't it? That that's what that's what Charlotte did, and it worked. So you go, well, I'm just going to attack the doll instead. And then you actually, I, I'm I'm going to go back on this because, you know, I don't want WWE to have a series of matches that involve Lily. But I'm just saying, like, it, it seems quite effective to, to ruin her toys. We're definitely having Lily on a pole at some point. Um, you can just see, um, it. Or see it. Shark, shark cage. <clears throat> that could also work. Um, but, I mean, this this just reeks of, like, WWE, though. Like, it, she's got, hasn't, hasn't Alexa got superpowers and stuff, though, as well? Like, can't she, like, do crazy shit? Um, well, I mean, that's what they were going for a while, but like she was making like explosions happen and stuff once she at one point. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't know. Like, uh, is that still a thing? Well, or is she just exactly. really good mates with the pyro guy? Like, <laughs> Maybe it's all it ever was. But yeah, it's just you know the the character that was intrinsically linked with the fiend who has since been released. 
it just I don't know where it fits in. And we we said that at the time she did, you know, she made some fucking chicken salad out of that chicken shits. Don't get me wrong, she certainly did. But yeah, it you know it's done. It's 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 run its course. So the fact that they're still doing it now, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd like to have faith because um, obviously Alexa's fantastic at what she does, but I haven't got faith. No faith. But you can have faith. faith. No more. You will. Um, and speaking of things that are awful, <laughs> Ronda Rousey's back, Anthony. She's returned, and it's Yay. fucking terrible. It was terrible. She. I said this at the Rumble, right? And I'll say it again. She doesn't want to fucking be there. You can see. All over her face, she's miserable. She's not happy. She comes out because she's getting paid a shitload of money to do so. You know, if the fans kind of boo her or turn on her, she takes it so fucking personal, right? F- from watching her in UFC, it's clear, it's evident. She's got, she, she can't take criticism at all, mm. right? I think she's even come out and said the reason it annoys her so much in WWE is because she's not playing a character. You know, because obviously she got no respect for the fucking business. She's like, I'm not playing a, a role. This is me. Well, isn't she playing the role of someone who can strike? <laughs> hey, <well> if, she, <laughs> if she is, she ain't doing it fucking well. Um, Honestly, I, I, you know what bugged me? I've never really been a UFC guy, right? And you pointed out that she was never really a striker in UFC. Like, it was no. a grappling thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then I somehow found myself watching that clip of when she debuted with um, Kurt Angle and Triple H and so on. And um, she batters Triple H in the corner with a with a little punches on him like, oh, for fuck's sake. Knowing <laughs> that she couldn't even fucking strike anyway. Yeah. That kind of bugs me even more. Well, like, exactly. She, why, can't, why not just do a grapple on him? Because the rest of it was impressive when she lifted him and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's almost Shane McMahon-esque the way she does them punches. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, but you know, when she was throwing them in the actual octagon, it was very similar to me, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. She just doesn't want to be there. It's it's so so sad to see because you know when she did make that you know debut match, it was I loved it and I had all the praise in the world for it. And I think over that stint she had with WWE, all the fun and passion that was beaten out of it. She just didn't want to do it anymore. She's come back for a massive payday. Doesn't want to be there, and it's written all over her face. You say like clearly when the crowd's behind her, she's totally fine with it, but. It, yeah. Like, despite the fact that this is a, a performance on a show, the fact that she's a bad guy and they don't like her doesn't well, seem to sit well with her. What made it worse, Anthony? I don't know if you noticed this, and I, I've said it before, and I, I think we all know it's a thing subconsciously, but sometimes they do it really bad and it becomes so fucking obvious is the fake crowd noise. Because yeah. it when was sat there like that. so evident in this Rousey promo because they, basically the timing was fucking awful, it was all over the place. It was like um, I can I, I liken it to when um, they were playing footy behind closed doors and there was no fans, and basically when they thought there was going to be a goal, they pressed like the ah, ah and then it didn't go in. So it kind of <laughs> yeah. th- that's exactly what it was like with this. Like it was a massive delay after she said something, then all of a sudden it was like press the button now. And it was like ah, out of nowhere, and it was just like ah, oh, this is awful. So yeah, she doesn't want to be there. I don't want it to be there. Get your money. Fuck off. <laughs> Another T-shirt waiting to happen. Get money. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know what? While we're on this sort of topic, Carl, someone who needs to, well, actually, just needs to fuck off. To be honest with you. <laughs> uh, that's right. It's my topic this week. Fuck it. Uh, Goldberg's back. Goldberg, the man who couldn't beat, well, basically anyone except for the fiend, apparently is now wanting to challenge Roman Reigns because that's logical. Yeah. Yeah. That's how these the things work. Nobody wanted. Well, yeah. I'm sure some people wanted it because they both do spears. So I'm sure somebody wanted it. But uh, for fuck's sake, we're way past this now. There, there was a time when that Mania match would have worked, right? And all right, sadly that didn't work out and he ended up fighting Braun Strowman, etc. But there was a time when that Mania match would have worked. I think Roman has moved on so significantly that why, why is he entertaining an old man? <laughs> Sounds wrong in so many levels. Um, <laughs> He's quite so, literally going to have to carry this fella. Yeah, no, he he, he really will. Um, I, I honestly don't understand it. I think they've done such a poor job of building new stars that they think bringing back complete has-beens and you know, having them you know, having the other guy go over them 
makes that guy look better. When really it doesn't. It, as you said, it just looks really sad. It's just Roman's beating up an old man. It's like... Um, well, his entrance is making more and more sense now, Goldberg's, because he comes out like just fighting the crowd reaction now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like he just needs to fuck off, man. Seriously, he just it was um, bad enough with Bobby Lashley, and now we're gonna get it with uh, with Roman. It's just yeah, it's not actually an entrance. It's um, he thinks his kids on his on his yard, on his lawn. <laughs> so he's just he's trying, to, he's trying to clear the kids. Then he ends up in the ring, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're next." Um. <laughs> You see, that's, um, Roman's gimmick used to be about it being his yard, didn't it? So um, I think that's the problem. Like Goldberg's like, did someone say yard? <laughs> I hate when kids go in my yard. But uh, uh, yes, we're, we're mocking an old man for being old. But yeah. um, I'm sick. I'm just sick of it. Like this is the bit that this is one of the main things that really pissed me off. Right, that Goldberg, the way Goldberg's approaching shit is the exact same way. And as much as I'm like moaning about it, there's the exact same way that. He could have booked Brock, so we didn't have to have this shit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had any issue with Brock winning the Rumble and being like, no, not winning the Rumble, and just going, I want this match, right? But instead, we have to waste a Rumble slot. And I know I'm digressing a little bit, but when Goldberg can just turn up and get whatever the fuck he wants, whenever the fuck he wants, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why can't everyone just do that? Yeah. Again, I, I think the whole theme of this, um, this week in wrestling for us, Carl, seems to be... Why isn't anything booked properly ever? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I've said this before. I'm really speaking, I moan, I moan about Goldberg constantly. Is this even a Goldberg thing, or do they just say, "Yeah, we can't be asked doing anything, Goldberg"? Just go out there and tell them you're next. I think the problem that they run into now um, is, and I've said this before, they need to move WrestleMania forward. So we have the Royal Rumble. Confidence slots at the chamber. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. it's you know basically if you have the rumble and you've got the winner and it's like okay I'm I'm facing you at WrestleMania but that's not until April. What? It's a long ass way to go to get there. So you kind of understand why they have to go. Well, oh, well, you need to challenge her in the meantime. That's what they're doing with Becky and Lita. That's what they're doing with Roman now. Just sack all that shit off and just look, be like, yeah. look at the ludicrousy of it as well. Like Brock's been able to go. Well, I'll I'll challenge Roman for Mania. Because I will get a rematch for the other belt anyway. And yeah. it's like cake and eat it kind of approach. It's like, exactly. yeah, and he's doing that because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, and even that doesn't make sense because he's, he hasn't got Paul Heyman now who, you know, was cutting this promo the other week about how do you think he got in that match? It was me and my brilliant... Uh, well, he's just managed to get himself in this match without you, so you're not that brilliant after all. Eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, like that for me... appears for things. <laughs> that for me is the fundamental problem I think um, on the road to WrestleMania now the fucking the roads are fucking highway now and it's, it's it takes a fucking long ass time to get anywhere so mm. yeah I no think you're totally right totally right they should Rumble they just bring it bring it up sooner yeah Rumble end of January don't have a February pay-per-view have WrestleMania the start of March that way you get a slightly longer build because um, it is WrestleMania after all you can bring in these fucking plebs like Goldberg to put in like other showcase matches but just not having to be for the title like if that's what you want to do um so yeah yeah agreed I agree um yeah so this one may be just pettiness from my part I don't know yeah it is um okay cool I can see, um, it. I can see it on the screen definitely <laughs> I just what was the point in this match it lasted less than a minute and it was just okay let's have a new so against the Viking Raider guy for some reason and then we and add it, and then it was like over. the tag teams going to face each other, Carl. So, but like, makes sense. So what? So next week we'll get the other Russo versus the other Raider, and then maybe you know, or they'll, they'll start to, to, and then shenanigans. They'll have to. Who knows? Then they'll have to team together, and can they coexist for that match? You know, can all these new new groundbreaking Probably ideas. Not. Yeah, I just it just it just didn't see the point in it at all. So I was just like, well, shit. It's worse than that's a match and it happened. It was like, well, that's a match and it shouldn't have happened because it didn't need to. So, yeah. No, I agree. Um, my next one, Carl, and I'll only touch on this briefly because it's something that I'm echoing sort of something you mentioned briefly before. That is the fact that Drew McIntyre's back. We were all made up to see him at the Rumble. Fantastic, he's back. He's better than ever. But you know what? He's still feuding with Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss for some reason. And he's still swinging a sword around. Um, both things we did not like about what he was doing before he left. 
And um, I think you mentioned it before when we were talking about Lily and Alexa and so on. This is the perfect time to hit the reset button. So now yeah. we've got to carry on with this feud, get to the end of it, and hopefully do something better afterwards. When we could have just, you know, not done that. Yeah, and it's like, don't get me wrong, I, it was never going to go, go like, un, unvanquished almost, you know what I mean? So he was never going to go and be put on the sidelines by Happy Corbin and then just come back and then forget it ever happened. But it's like we've gone right back into that whole program with them. You should have just come back, obliterated them for revenge and moved on to something. And you can just Indeed. see straight away, you're like, okay, so now this is going to get dragged out again. Like, nobody mm-hmm. wants to see it, so why why are we seeing it? And I, I know you can't remember everyone's previous matches with this because otherwise you could, you could, what I'm about to do, you could pretty much do all round. But I'm going to do it anyway. And that's the fact that this man, Drew, took out Brock in relatively easy fashion and can't get through Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. Yeah. Just makes sense to me, man. I know you could do that for, for many different wrestlers, but it, it bugs me. Don't mention it. I agree. And speaking of things that bug me too, Anthony, is our final O'Shite this week. And that is Ronda challenges Charlotte for the match I mean, that nobody wants to see. In all fairness, Ronda challenging anyone, I wasn't going to be happy with either scenario because it's nothing new. Um, and I'm probably more invested in who Becky's going to face. So Yeah. I would have been more. I would have been more invested in Becky and Ronda because that's the match we should have got before Charlotte fucking inserted herself into that one. So now, now it's like, well, I'm just okay. still time for a triple threat. Well, yeah, <laughs> it certainly is. Which uh, I wouldn't put it past them. To be fair, there's there's a an empty spot in the chamber. So yeah. yes, there is. Yes, the- Charlotte's going to enter that. Well, either, either Charlotte will enter it or maybe Ronda enters it. And then wins Charlotte that, likes and then she'll put herself in those scenarios, doesn't she? She got both. She she wants to be Ronda two belts. Um, so yeah, well, I don't old know. Ronnie two belts, yeah. Old okay. Ronnie two belts, but yeah, I just I I hate, hate the whole thing. To be fair, like this is just a match that I just really couldn't give a fuck about. It's the the most overexposed individual ever in Charlotte Flair, who's just always on your screen every week doing the same old shit, and it's so boring and tired. Then they brought back. Ronda Rousey, and it's like I don't. <laughs> I love the way you said it, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> the amazing, incredible Ronda Rousey. Um, so yeah. you might as well be airing and else, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I don't know. Don't want to see it. Don't care. Woohoo! Um, so Anthony mm-hmm. scores scores on the doors this week. I'm coming in with a two because um, I believe. That there was a couple of really decent bits in here, um, mainly on Raw. I don't think there was a single SmackDown highlight, in fact. Um, but Raw... Goldberg was there, didn't get a highlight from me. Well, exactly. Um, Raw probably was one of the better episodes I've seen in a long, long time. So that's the reason um, that I was proper, you know, giving it a two, I would say. Um, yeah, I hate it. I see like I'm doing this every week now. But yeah, I can't disagree. I might have even Just gone 1.5, but yeah, you're right. There was some okay butts, some okay butts oh, in there. Some okay butts in there. Well, <laughs> Drew McIntyre did come back swinging his big old sword around, so there you go. <laughs> um, so moving over to AEW, Anthony. Um, first highlight I want to talk about. So I was swerved. I'm not going to lie. Didn't expect it going this way at all. So I was, you know... Super excited to see the potential of Moxley versus uh, Brian Danielson when they had the little square off that they had. Never expected it to go in a whole complete different direction. So Danielson comes out and basically says, do you know what? I want to team with you, Mox. I think that we can take over this company. You know, we can mentor the likes of, you know, a Wheeler Utah, a Danny Garcia, a Lee Moriarty. You know, two grizzled veterans with so much experience and we can mentor these up and comers and just take over. And I was just like, that's fucking brilliant. That's a great, yeah, <laughs> to be fair, like, I just w- wasn't expecting that at all. I just, I, whether it's the the fact it's just the, the usual kind of formula of, you know, oh, someone stares at someone, that means they're going to have a fight, um, which still might happen, don't get me wrong, because there's no saying Mox is going to accept it, but 
I love that Danielson came at it from that angle. He wasn't just like, oh, I've been looking at you because I want to beat you up. He's like, I'm looking at you because... I want to kick you in the face. Yeah, like, I'm okay, looking at you. Down, down. Oh, yeah, I want to kick your head off is his, his thing, isn't it? But, um, I knew it was something along that line. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you there. Like, I was, I'll be honest, I was a little bit apprehensive with the concept of uh, another, another faction, but they mm. want to... Obviously, they, eventually, they want to get to a point of having trios titles. They mentioned that a couple of times, so... You need more factions, I suppose, and more possibilities for different trios. Yeah. And would Freebird rules apply? Mm. Even those? Mm. Well, yeah, it depends how they do the title, whether there's three belts or, yeah, whether it's just two. I don't know. I don't know how, how it will work, to be fair. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It gets it gets a highlight just for the the fact I was I was surprised by it. It just kind of came out of nowhere, and I was like, yeah, wasn't your typical. I don't mind that swerve. I don't like you. Well, I don't like you. Exactly, but you know, it might turn into that, but we'll see. Yeah, but it's a good start, a good start. So, Carl, interesting to get your take on this, because I don't think you're a fan massively. But, this whole Brandy Rhodes stuff we've got going on at the minute, just a shout-out to Lambert, to be honest. Yeah. Like, the the best thing in this and that promo was savage, as fuck. Um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah didn't pull any punches yeah it? honestly that was that was some really that was some brilliant fucking heel work I, obviously in reality you know she's been on board with some of the shit he said but you know it's uh, not the best angle in the world but you got to give a shout out to the guy because that was some fucking great mic work you know what I, I really like Dan Lambert a lot of people I know absolutely can't stand the fella but to me he's playing a great heel like that that's the reaction you want as soon as he comes on your screen you want to like ah I fucking hate this guy get off your screen but then the stuff he says you come out with and you're like ah oh, that's fucking he's he's on the nose there like you know what a shit said <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah and, and we'll come on to this I know I know it's a highlight thing so I won't go into it too much now but it's like this isn't the feud for him to be involved in the way it is and I really enjoyed the fact that Paige Van Zandt is there I'm a huge fan of of Paige's from um, UFC anyway um, so it's good that she's now maybe making a bit of a transition over who knows even if it's just for a, a short period but um, yeah it's kicking well exactly you know she's a, she's a big name and she's well known in the kind of entertainment world because she does obviously modelling and things as well so um, it's a good get for AW but I just think Paige Van Zandt versus Brandy Rhodes like no offence to Brandy but I'm not sure it's the most believable so um, but yeah, I agree. Lambert definitely the the only bright spark in uh, a very sorry little feud that we've got going on at the minute. Indeed. Um, so the next one to talk about, we got Pack and Penta uh, taking on House of Black um, and putting on a really solid match in the process as well. Um, you know, which tends to happen when you've got some really solid dudes in the ring. You know, Penta is amazing. Pack is amazing. House of Black, I've been really impressed with them as well. So. You know, it was no surprise that they were going to put on a fantastic um, showing. I think. Yeah, they're all very good in the ring, aren't they? To be fair, it was always yeah. going to be a great, great showcase of skill. Absolutely, and I think obviously Pack had the whole blindfold thing. You know, so for him to start the match with the blindfold on was intriguing itself, and then obviously revealing the fact that his eyes were fine halfway through, and you know, nice, n- nice little touch. The ref, though. Well, you know, um, <laughs> you know, fans and everything. Just uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, Wait, wasn't even in the ring. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, just 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 a solid match, uh, one that I really enjoyed. So fair play to them. I well, wasn't expecting again to something we mentioned earlier. You know, they're not afraid to put on good quality matches. Well, exactly, and it's I feel bad because I wasn't expecting that much from it, which is weird when you consider the talent. But I just thought it was going to mm-hmm. be a bit of a, a throwaway. But no, it was a really decent match. So definitely gets a highlight. Fair play. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, Carl, interested to know what you think on this one as well, because I'm going to mention uh, Hangman Page um, and Archer. And the reason I'm curious what you think is because I think ultimately we can probably agree that Archer is not going to come out on top. Like We know he's not going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. So the whole feud, when you look at it in that sense, you could go, eh. But that being said... This, I think, was um, a good hype for their match. And, I don't know, for me, like if they can even remotely sell the possibility that he might win, 
and that it's going to be a good match, then that's all they need to do. Uh, I, I'd say the only down for me, and I don't want to start it with a down, I'll end it with it up, um, is that like, I think realistically we know how it's going to go. But mm-hmm. um, I do. I am actually looking forward to this as a match, so I think they are doing the, the, the job right. And hopefully, I don't know how much time we've got, but I'm sure there's still some more time for him. Still um, some more time for him. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's this week. <laughs> so no. so um, we're all out of hype time. This is yeah, this is hype all out of hype. Um, but yeah, I think I think they've booked it in the right way. Obviously, um, as we said, I don't think anyone believes Archer's going to win. He's got the capability, you know. He's, he's the murder hawk monster. I also want. Oh, yeah, I also want to status in the company at the minute that tells you who's yeah, going to win, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, I want to shout out to him as well because um, the murder hawk monster gimmick. I've been. I've you know, there's been plenty of times, many a week, many a. You know, um, time ago where I was shitting all over this guy, just wasn't a fan of what he was doing and knew he was capable of more. And this is the right way to do it. Not like just getting random guys and throwing them through the ceiling or kicking them halfway down the ramp every every match. Coming out, because he is a psycho, but taking it out mm. on your opponent. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a good setup. He left. And that's, um, I guess you believe in he's a credible threat. Well, that's it. You know, these two are facing off in a Texas death match. So the fact that. It, you know, it really plays up into um, Archer's kind of style and stuff, doesn't it? So him obliterating Hangman the week before it happens makes you think, oh, God, could he do this? And, you know, I think we both believe that, no, he can't. But um, it's the right way to book it. So I agree. Indeed. I Indeed. Um, next one, CM Punk, MJF, Anthony, we got it. The match we've yeah. been waiting for got for the longest of times. Um, I loved it, you know. I, I really loved it. I think... Um, now, this was lost on me because I'm not a Ring of Honor guy, but um, obviously they had that false finish where uh, he choked him out with the um, elbow tape or the wrist tape, I can't remember what it was, and basically got the win, and then uh, the referee saw that he'd stuffed it under his arm when he raised his hand, and then was like, I'm restarting the match, which, firstly, this never happens in AW, so that in itself was you know, a, a yeah. fre- fresh change of pace. But apparently this is a throwback to a match that CM Punk had in Ring of Honor, Back in the day, and it's the exact same spot where he chokes someone out with his wrist tape. So he's uh, he's into his uh, throwbacks to all the matches. Isn't he? Uh, exactly, yeah. So you know, it was lost on me. I'm not going to come out and be like, oh yeah, I totally knew because I didn't, but I've seen it since. So that in itself makes it you know even better. But you know, that's just a bit of icing on the cake, I suppose, because the match itself was quality. That false finish and all the Chicago fans thinking, no way. And then the match gets restarted and everyone's like, oh, well, obviously Punk's going to win it now and, and that's how they'll, they'll play it <laughs> yeah. off. And then he, he wins anyway, just with, with even more dirty heel tactics. And it's like, yes. Because um, it's 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 absolutely the right thing to do. If you're going to hand a loss to CM Punk, his first loss, it absolutely has to be MJF. And the fact that, you know, it's, it's very layered this as well because... Um, I like the fact that he didn't. It wasn't super obvious that Wardlow was handed him the dynamite ring. You didn't even see it on first glance. You saw he'd got it. But well, when did he get that? And it shows you on the replay, and you're like, "Oh shit, okay." Um, so yeah, the whole thing was brilliant. But it also meant that Wardlow was the one helping MJF again. So that's going to be, you know, a thread to this. I think. I think Punk's probably going to kind of uh, turn the screws in it between them two a little bit now, and then Wardlow will be like, "Well, you couldn't have done it without me." And MJF would be like, "You stay in line," and then all of a sudden. Implosion, Wardlow beats the shit out of MJF, and everyone's happy. So, um, yeah, loved it. Great match, um, and loved how they executed it. Yeah, agreed. I um, my next one, Carl. I I feel bad. I was going to say you may be surprised, but you shouldn't be surprised to be honest with you. My next one is um, Jade Cargill. Okay. Just generally, like, okay, she's not the best in the ring yet i think she's definitely coming on leaps and bounds uh but she's she is a talent mm-hmm. for whatever however you want to call it i thought you can't I could, like this is one of the weird things where i can't specifically go well she's fantastic talk she's fantastic on the mic or she's fantastic like she's just got bags of potential and i yeah. think it shows you know what i mean um just like even like things like um like the TBS title, calling it that bitch show and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. There's just um, there's a lot to, to like about her, and I think she's doing fantastic so far as the TBS champ. And I don't know. I think she gets probably more hate than she deserves. Do you know? What? I agree completely. Um, I think it was such. A, I, I'm going to say this um, every opportunity I can get. It was such a good idea to have a second women's title that was a singles title. It was brilliant because it gives opportunities that otherwise wouldn't be there because if Jade Cargill 
was beating Britt Baker for that main title, I think everybody would have been a bit fuming, let's be honest. Um, so the fact that you can put a title on someone like Jade, who is, you know, very green, up and coming, as you said, she's got the it factor, but isn't, you know, the best in the ring by a long stretch, isn't the best on the microphone by the long stretch, but she's got all the potential in the world. And it is stuff like this where that it factor, when she does stuff like calling TBS, that bitch show, like, that's where you're like, okay, yeah, like she's got that character, that attitude, that swagger. And I think it's um it does set her apart in a different way in the women's division. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy with what she's doing and I guess I'm interested to see where it all goes. Like who's gonna be the one to dethrone Jade? When are they gonna make that call to have her drop the T V S title and will that mean that she gets bumped up into the, the main title scene? When will she be ready for that? Who knows? But there are no main titles, Carl. <laughs> it fucking is, and we all know. Um so yeah, I agree. Jay Cargill, loving it. Um, and the final highlight this week, um, again, just another solid wrestling match. So much like the um, call-out we did on WWE about um, Ray and AJ, I think, you know, Ricky Starks, Jay Lethal. And I think when they signed Jay Lethal, now, AW gets a lot of flack for like, oh, another signing, whatever. And I'm not ashamed to admit, I was kind of the same with Jay Lethal. I was like, okay, he's, he is really good, but do they need Jay Lethal right now? Then the fact that they haven't really used him that much since they signed him, I was a bit like, hmm. But then, here he comes, out of nowhere, you know, match with Ricky Starks, who is another another guy with bags of potential and puts on an absolute clinic. Um, so, fair play. I think it, you know, he does such a good job of showcasing, um, you know, younger guys because uh, he's, he's such a vet as well, Jay Lethal. So, I think it did everything it needed. It made, it made Ricky Starks look great. So, yeah, um, enjoyed it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, that's our last highlight, isn't it? That is our last highlight. Oh, man, we're going to have to jump into the ocean. Um, that's me as well. I've, 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 I've done double it to myself. Yourself, double book myself like you did, uh, or like I did for you. Um, so the next one, let's let's get into it then, because I, I, I didn't want to say it during the, the Lambert bit, but Brandy. Oh, Brandy. Um Right, oh, I I think I think Brandy Rhodes is fantastic. Right, I I think she's awesome. She's you know the stuff she does um, in the role that she's got in AW and you know shot a Brandy <laughs> YouTube thing and everything. What? Okay, <laughs> it's okay. You get to it. I can see. I can see one of your notes. Just take one of the fuck out of me. Um, but you know, don't get me wrong. I, I I genuinely think that that she's awesome. Right, but I just I don't understand why she has to. Be that the ways that she is, why does she have to insert herself into these kind of segments and try and play the face like she's booed out the building? Like, legit, this might be what you laughed at, but she's a worse Cody than Cody. Like, she that's what I was laughing at. It's, um, I think it's evident that Cody's the one who's taught her the business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, my god, like, just if she wants to get you know, win a title one day and things like that, then cool, like, I'm sure she could. But just go and have a couple of matches and just do it. Like she doesn't have to be out there on the microphone and you know getting in feuds with like bloody Lambert and stuff like that. And then now what? It's going to be here versus Paige Van Zandt. Like, come on! Like this this shouldn't be the spot she's taking up right now. She should be kind of getting her in ring work back up again uh, after such a long time out on dark, <laughs> getting some wins. You know, getting up the rankings and that kind of thing. Not here's a massive segment on the show that I'm went not, on too long. I'm not knocking her. <clears throat> But what I find evidence in what you're saying is the fact that when people still try and come on AEW for their women's division, no one ever defends it with what Brandy's currently doing. True. No offense to her, but like I've seen it quite recently on on um, Twitter and the like, where people are like, oh yeah, but you know, beyond Britt Baker, who you know she's held the title too long and all this kind of, you know, people just want to hate. Um, it's like, what have they really got in terms of talented women? And no one ever goes, well, look at the really good stuff that Brandy's doing at the minute, because you know it doesn't. It, it's a it's a woman. It's a segment for women's wrestling on their weekly show that just gets not even like I wouldn't say it gets massively uh, negative vibes. I don't like say she she is booed and she's not particularly popular, but I think it's very forgettable stuff, unfortunately. Bar yeah. Lambert, obviously this week. Yeah, um, and it's like. Obviously, there was a point in there where she had to slap Lambert. Like that didn't look convincing. It was proper tame and timid. Um, 
I see. I'm sure he was trying to get a real slap from her. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure he was praying for that to be fair, <laughs> putting giving himself some material for later that evening. I reckon. Um, <laughs> but no, I think um, I I would love it if Brandy just concentrated on having more matches, getting better, regaining that bit of kind of um, respect and love back from the fans, and just working her way up to that title that that she craves before she retires. Do you know what I mean? Like in in all the things that she's done in her time in AEW. There's been a couple of things she's done really well. Like I actually quite like the Nightmare Sisters stuff. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily like the stuff she had with Kong. Um, I didn't necessarily um, like a lot of other stuff either. To be she's fair, had, but, she's had more misses than hits in yeah, AEW. Um, she has, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I just don't put yourself in these kind of super high-profile things. Just kind of um, keep on trucking, and eventually, I think uh, keep on trucking. And yeah, she can, she can for the record, there. Carl's right. We love a shot of brandy. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's a great YouTube show. It is. Um, so yeah, we're probably gonna get uh, some heat for that, aren't we? So the only thing you like that she does is when she's cooking food. It's like no, not what we're saying. <laughs> well, I mean that's that that's that's the funny thing, and it's the same with Cody. He gets a lot of um, shit for how he's portrayed in AEW, and it's like, but Cody as a as a you know, a person is by all accounts sound, and I think he's he's a super cool guy. Same with Brandy, you see Brandy on shot of Brandy, and you think, yeah, she's wicked, but she just doesn't play that character in AW. She plays like someone Duh. who you're just like, oh, here she comes to save the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here she comes again. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me a shot of Brandy, <laughs> but not the YouTube show. So, um, next one, Carl. And um, I, and you're probably going to agree with me, I reckon. Uh, firstly, I keep forgetting what these are called now. The Hardy family, the Andrade Hardy family <laughs> thing, whatever that is. Just right? rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Especially it does, for someone like fucking like, Andrade so, to say. Is it the office? Are they the Hardy family office? Yeah, I think so. Office, yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I've never been able to maintain this in my mind as to what his fucking faction's called, which is not great for Hardy, to be honest with you. Exactly. Anyway... They, so this this newly formed Andrade Hardy family office, um, basically, why 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 do they want Derby? I have no idea. Does that sure. make any sense to anyone? No, it really doesn't. And like he wants him to be like what is Butler or something or his assistant. And it's like, what about Derby Allen? Have you looked at from the outside, Andrade, this fucking super fantastic businessman you claim to be, and go, Derby Allen's the kind of guy to carry my bags. Has he showed any kind of? If, if anything, he'll fucking get inside the bag and throw himself off a fucking cliff. Like, Unless really he's want... thinking, you know, with the skateboard as well, like, the bags will move quite <laughs> fast. Maybe. You know what? I'd, I'd love it if it was just as fucking plain as that. He's like, the reason I want him, he's got a skateboard and yeah. can transport kid's my stuff. on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it. Um, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's like, it, it doesn't, like, is this going to go anywhere? Is it, is it really going to do anything? Is it going to be sure in any way interesting? I'm not sure that it will. Sure um, it. But we'll see. Um, and then the final O'Shites, and it is an O'Shites, and it's a shame because we all love Jericho, but he's called an inner circle team meeting, and it's mandatory that everyone attends. <laughs> Nothing says brotherhood like a team meeting. Exactly. Um, Who's taking the minutes? It's, it's one of them. I've, I've tried so hard, so hard to defend the inner circle. I know the last couple of times that they were teasing this, you, you'd you had enough then. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's cool because we're... Uh, yeah, I've, I, you, you were right. I've had enough. It's Just split them up if, if that's what you're going to do. Move on. Get Eddie Kingston to go with um, P&P or just make them by themselves. Who cares? But, yeah, just just stop it. Um, yeah. <laughs> apparently he's... Um, apparently well, he he's rolled up newspaper then. <laughs> Bad Jericho. But no, apparently he's um, trademarked the influencer. So that's his new gimmick now. So maybe he's bringing back TikToks. I don't know. I, I worry, um, like if that was WWE, I'd worry a lot. But I worry because that doesn't sound like it's going to be a good gimmick. Although well, Jericho's it. Jericho's got many things over before now. So it also reeks of like the fact he doesn't know what an, an influence uh, influencer is in today's world, and so he's going to find out that what that well, means. You know, if he starts trying to put half naked pics on Instagram, I'm, I'm I'm out, man. Well, yeah, me too. Um, uh, I've been with Jericho for most of his gimmicks, but I'll have to leave at that point. <laughs> Me too. Um, he already kind of started it when he was trying to show his abs off when people were calling him fat. Yes. Stop, Jericho. You're making it worse. <laughs> um, so, yeah, ratings-wise, Anthony, I'm going to give AEW 
three and a half, to be honest. I think there was a lot of good bits of this, obviously highlighted by the same Punk and MJF match. Um, but, yeah. Um, in fact, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I'm going to give it a three. Well, you've made me do it again. I was about to go, you know what, Carl? Sorry. I can't quite go to three and a half. That's what I was going to say. Sorry. I can't quite go to three and a half. I'm going to have to go to a three, I was going to say. But that since you've a... just took my, my, uh, my score, <laughs> I'm going to say the same again. I can't disagree with you, Carl. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, now, that in itself is a shirt, isn't it? Can't disagree with you, Carl. Um, <laughs> I'd wear that, that is a shirt. Yeah. I would. Um, but yeah, I just... Yeah, it it's it doesn't it's not doesn't get the extra half point unfortunately. because um, there was no, a lot of things wrong with it as well. There. So maybe maybe this week. Maybe, maybe this I mean week. it's meant to be a good week, we'll have to see. Um but yeah, uh let us know. Did uh was there anything else that you thought was good or bad about any of the wrestling this week? Um let us know in the comments. Um but yeah. Appreciate Do you disagree with, with our thoughts? Probably like, yes. You don't, probably don't let us know in the comments. Go for <laughs> yeah, you probably switched us off as soon as uh, the first thing we you know <laughs> said that you disagreed with. But if you're still here at the end, we salute you. Let us know. Um, drop a like. Drop a comment. And yeah, we've got a awesome interview this week coming up. Um, so yeah. keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and we're about to discuss all the latest news and rumors as well uh, that's been going on this yeah. week. So check that out. And until then, here is the wonderful Griff Garrison to say bye. This is Griff Garrison, and you're listening to A to the K. 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 A to the K.